This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. We're here for anyone who is interested in crypto at all. Maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water, or maybe you don't know anything about it. This is the very beginning, but we recommend heading back to the early episodes to get your footing. However, if you think you're ready to dive in head first, then let's do it. Coming up in this week's episode, we'll give you a rundown on Australia's latest crypto event, CryptoCon, which is now over and done with. We'll also talk about the state of the crypto market this last week, which wasn't fantastic. And we'll also talk about another blunder from yet another exchange. My name is Tracy, and today it's a dynamic duo is back. It's myself and Craig as Blake is on some special CEO business. So, hey, Jacko, welcome back. How you going, mate? Feeling good, feeling a bit run down from the weekend and needed yeah. a break Need a break from you, to be honest, but we're here again. <laughs> um, and so good to meet everyone that was at the convention that came up and had a chat and said, you know, you listen, they listen to the podcast, which is great. Yeah, it and was so good. many projects there, but we'll get stuck into it um, in this episode. So Craig's referencing the fact that we spent a weekend together at a, uh, the crypto convention and um, a lot of people did come up and talk about the podcast. So thanks for everyone that did come and say hello. But before we do get into that, we're going to cover off first a few things. And the fact that we've not actually said hello or talked about the fact that the merge happened since our last episode. And I think we're all sick of talking about the merge and we'll, and we'll finish it off here because the merge is done. It's, it's finished. We can move on. And it was a bit of a nothing burger really, Craig, but it was a success. We have to say that. And that was the main thing. It did happen. There was a little bit of weird price action for the first few seconds. Um, and since then, there's been some terrible price action on Ethereum. But I think the main takeaway from the merge is that it did happen. It, you know, it was a big feat. What, what else were the takeaways for you, Craig? Yeah, so the buy the rumour, sell the news curse still stays strong, but also <laughs> actually really good news that nothing happened and it was a nothing burger. I think that's what the Ethereum developers and investors wanted it to be is something that mm. went off without a hitch. But yeah, it didn't stop a few people getting amongst the new narrative of proof of stake. And now there's a bunch of NFT projects now that have sort of the green theme. So like environmentally mm. friendly NFTs because they're all in the new the new chain and someone actually minted the first nft on the new ethereum chain for 36 ethereum that's about 60k so you know it's a lot of cash is a bit is yep. a piece of history do you think that's a good investment trace what do you think uh look, I'm, I'm not dropping that on a bit of history but good luck to them what exactly was it it was like this p 
panda-looking thing with, like, a bunch of code. We'll put a link in the show notes, but okay, nothing special, that's for sure. We'll see how that one plays out and whether it is, in fact, worth that in a few years to come. But, look, like we said, in actual fact, the merge marked a not-so-great week for crypto in general. Ethereum crashed below 1,300 and Bitcoin went under 18,500. So it's been a pretty shitty week all round. No one really knows what causes this kind of sell-off, but we're still fresh from the United States CPI reports that showed that 8.3% inflation uh, over the last year. And there's also some definite sentiment shift with the global economy that feels like, you know, we could break down into a full meltdown, I suppose, at any moment. So these are crypto cycles and they're, and they're pretty pretty up and down, aren't they, Craig? I feel like a bit of a broken record last few weeks. We keep saying they keep selling off, keep selling off. But again, all the traditional markets also experience a sell-off. So it's not just crypto. S&P 500 also came down. That's right. But people were sort of really bullish on the merge. And I think that probably led to some liquidations. Some people maybe mm-hmm. longing Ethereum with leverage. And that's what maybe caused a bit of a snowball effect. But we did see half a billion get liquidated from the crypto market just over the weekend. So crypto was popping off of the weekend. As you know, traditional markets are closed. So um, I think mm. crypto sort of looks as a bit of a preview for the week. If you see a sort of a bullish weekend, that's normally good for the week. If you see a red weekend, it normally translates to the Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, but we don't care about price, do we, Trace? We're here for the long haul, right? We are here for the long haul. And let's not look too much at the price because, unfortunately, I think things are going to get a little bit uglier from here. I, uh, tonight, as t- at time of recording, tonight the Fed uh, will talk about the interest rate hikes. You know, we're expecting maybe 75 points, could be up to 100. So we'll see how that news goes because traditional and crypto markets will definitely react to that. We'll put a little clip here so you'll know. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll put a little clip here so you will know, yeah. But while we're on the subject of the US, this last week the White House has just released its first ever framework on crypto regulation in the US and what it should look like. This framework outlines the ways in which the financial service industry should evolve to make borderless transactions easier, as well as how to crack down on fraud in the digital asset space. So I read a little into this, but all I can see is that it's going to follow on really from the executive order issued in March, where Joe Biden called for the federal agencies to dig around a little bit more on the risk on cryptocurrencies. Craig, did you have a little bit more of a read on this? They did come out and say that the Treasury will complete a financial risk assessment on DeFi, decentralized finance and NFTs by middle of 2023. So that's actually fast mm. for the government at government standards, mm-hmm. but we are welcoming um, regulation and governments to take a closer look. That means that institutions will come on board because that's sort of what's holding a lot of instos in entering the space is this sort of gray area that we're fitting in especially now with this Ethereum news about Ethereum's now being looked at by the SEC. Trace, what, what do you know about that? Not a lot because this is just breaking news here in Oz this morning. So the SEC is now looking into it. We were all hoping that uh, Ethereum would be the same as Bitcoin and be a commodity, but they're having a look at it now as a security, which means uh, if it is a security, it's looked at by the SEC. So... I don't know a lot about this and this will probably be looked at closely over the next few days, weeks. 
but that's all coming about because of the fact that it now is proof of stake and if things are being staked, then I think uh, this all comes into the Howey test and point three on the Howey test. And again, I'm talking like I know much about it, but I don't. So maybe we'll find out a little bit more about that and speak about it next week. But again, that's only dropped today. So we'll, we'll find out a little bit more about that. And the Howey test, do you want to talk about what that is? The Howey test is actually like a, sort of a checkbox list mm. of what the C- SEC. SEC classes as a security. So they're going to be doing that on Ethereum, but probably one for next week, I think. Yeah, let's find out a bit more and come back to you on that one. But let's talk about a magical place that has no idea about the woes of the crypto market. And that was the Australian Crypto Convention, which took place over the weekend and what we spoke about earlier. And Craig and I and a few others from the Bamboo team were there. And that was last weekend, which was the 17th and 18th of September. And it was, by all accounts, a great success up there on the Gold Coast. And Craig and myself were there flying the Bamboo flag. And my voice is just recovering. But it was an awesome event. And like I said, you wouldn't have known that we're in the middle of a bear market because everyone was there talking about their favourite projects, talking about their own projects, what they're being built out. There are a lot of retail people there asking questions about crypto and I cannot speak highly enough about how well the event was organised. Dave, who we had on the show some weeks ago from the Crypto Den, he did an amazing, amazing job. So, Craig, give us give us your highlights. Yeah, so America and Europe have had these crypto events for years and I feel like we've never had one and this is the first one, so first of many, I hope. Next year will be in Melbourne, which will be really exciting. The best thing that I saw, Trace, was Alluvium. So we've spoken about Alluvium before in the gaming episode, the NFT episode. It's Look, I learned a lot about NFT gaming and how early we are. Like, It's going to take years and years and years to build this ecosystem out. But Alluvium actually had four or five PCs where you could actually sit on there. Yes, I know, because you were lost a lot of the time and we'd find you over there <laughs> on the PC. <laughs> get, a, get a headset on and you could actually play their beta game. So I know they've got one game out now, but the second version of that game is what you could play. And the graphics were insane. The gameplay was more of a strategy game where you could... You like set your moves and then your little alluvials, which is the little alluvium characters, would like fight other characters. Mm. And I, I assumed you'll get to a stage where I would verse you, Tracy, and the winner would maybe would do a wager for Ethereum. Who knows? <laughs> but they're a serious outfit. They have like, I think, 200 employees, 30 of them are developers. Like they're a proper, proper outfit. And, you know, their token has been smashed in this um, NFT gaming crypto bear market. But they're Aussie. Their founder, all of his talks were packed to the rafters and he had, you know, some good stuff to say. And yeah, the graphics and the way it's going to go to market, I think it's it's going to be something that everyone's going to have their eye on. And everyone that I spoke to was like, oh, have you played Alluvium? Yeah. Bullish on Alluvium. Yeah, I know that was one of your highlights. And you're right, though. Everyone that was there was talking about Alluvium and how awesome it was. I didn't go and sit down and have a play myself. That's not really my jam. Maybe it should be. Maybe I should give it a go. But um. Yeah, everyone seemed to be uh, pretty pumped about that. But look, Binance was there, had a big stand with some cool interaction things you could get involved in. The guys from SwiftX there had another big stand. Um, pretty disappointed with the tiny little FTX stand there, which was a little bit, <laughs> a little bit tiny, I thought. Who else was there? That um, Look, there were a lot of really great speakers there too. They had a had a great female panel there. I've got to mention too what a diverse crowd it was. There was, you know... 
a bunch of young guys, but also, you know, some, you know, senior folk there and they knew loads about crypto, I've got to say. So I really, I wouldn't pinpoint the age or, you know, sex of the crowd. It was a super diverse crowd and I loved seeing that. And I think too, it was a lot about, it wasn't just, you know, different tokens. It was a lot about education as well with the Collective Shift guys, Craig. Yeah, so the Collective Shift guys, they were a partner with them. We we get our content from them and we do our, you know, fortnightly news wrap-ups and they're a great bunch of guys. Yeah, um, they've got such good resources on there. Re- on this, they're sort of like a resource company. You sign up, you get access to like daily reports and it just makes crypto, learning about crypto so easy. Um, we do have a partnership with them. So if you want to jump on board, we can give you our discount code, which is Bamboo. I think it's 20% off for life, which is great. Mm. Um, but yeah, those guys are legends. Aussie Grown as well. Yeah, look, I've got to say, great, great group. Even just on the tram home, we were bumping into people that had come from there from, you know, all, over, all the way over from Perth that were, um, you know, in the crypto space. So, you know, we're in the middle of a, a, a bear market and crypto winter, but everyone's still you know, got a promise of better things to come and it was just so inclusive. Uh, Yeah, really enjoyed that. So looking forward to next year. As we move on to our next story... There's been yet another blunder that's come to light this month and we've already heard from Crypto.com giving away $10 million instead of $100 and Coinbase users in Georgia who got 10x their withdrawal amounts uh, within a month. Now it's Binance's turn, unfortunately. The world's biggest exchange accidentally sent out $19 million worth of Helium tokens to its customers uh, and it was all because of a bug in their accounting system, apparently. Craig, can you tell us what happened? Yeah, so Helium is a popular crypto project that pays people in tokens when they set up one of their mobile hotspots. They have two tokens, HNT and Mobile, so both of them have different Mm. uses within that ecosystem. (laughs) And Binance accidentally credited the Helium tokens as a mobile token. So when you're getting a token worth $0 or under $0, which was you know, probably cents on the dollar, which is the mobile token, they actually got the Helium token, which is worth $4.50. So in total, 4.5 million of these HNT tokens were sent out, which gave users like pretty much free money. For What's that? Pretty much a 4.5x or whatever, probably more than that. And yeah, most users cashed out as you'd expect and it caused the, the token to drop 20%, which is actually not bad considering how much was given out for free. I think it has rebounded since, but, you know, hey, what's $19 million to Binance? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look, uh, I don't know how they, how they managed to do these things, but look, some feel-good news for our bros at Binance. Uh, look, they're enabling the Ukraine's largest chain-owned retailers to accept crypto payments, which is great for those guys over there. Customers will be able to pay out their grocery bills through the Binance Pay Wallet. So that's that's a, that's a win for those guys, I feel. Good stuff. It is good stuff. Good one from Binance to, to round out there, their little blunder. So time now for our short, sharp news bites, and I think I'm going to go first today. Amazon is one of five companies creating an interface for simulated digital euro transactions. So the euro's testing out their coins. According to an announcement from the Euro Central Bank on September 15th, five companies will cooperate 
to develop a prototype and use interfaces relating to planning their up-and-coming central bank digital currency coin. So this exercise will use simulated transactions, I don't know where they do this, to test whether this digital euro will effectively integrate with those interfaces. So again, this is just the euro checking out whether these CBDCs will be the way to move forward and Amazon's going to be the one giving it a go with them. The race is on for CBDCs. FTX are doing their global domination. This time it's Europe. They've now got a license to operate as an investment firm in Europe. Now they are the only exchange to provide a full suite of exchange services under a full Europe license. So they are. Mm. You might see them sponsoring some European soccer teams soon. No doubt. I don't think that would have been cheap either. So maybe that's where all their money went and they couldn't get a nice stand at the CryptoCon. (laughs) (laughs) Bigger fish to fry maybe. The Vinyl Fish Club is launching its first NFT restaurant. It'll be opened in Palm Beach, Florida, and you'll need an NFT to get inside. There's going to be only 50 available, and I dare say they'll probably be quite expensive. So just for reference, the Vinyl Fish Club is a South Florida restaurant, and it's a bit of a concept restaurant. Kind of it's meant to be one of those experiences that goes beyond dining and offers different things that go with it. So it's part social club and it's very um, flamboyant and the venue has different things like audio, uh, visual elements included. It's meant to stimulate your mood. So it's meant to be a bit swanky and fancy and a lot of famous people there go there. So I think this will kind of fit into the NFT space pretty well. Let's give a shout out to the Meta Bar in the Gold Coast. They held drinks on the Friday and it's one of Australia's only crypto bars so you can pay in crypto the the owner there I think he's done quite well in bitcoins and now if you're ever in Coolangatta in gold in the Goldie mm. there is a meta bar where they had drinks for the crypto con so yeah check him out so Tracy as you know micro strategy guy Michael Saylor he has a lot of bitcoin and they sort of need the price to go up now Trace they bought a lot of bitcoin they have about 4 billion dollars worth 130,000 BTC their average buyer price is 30k so they are underwater by a lot they just bought another 301 BTC for 6 mil which is peanuts compared to what they were doing in the bull market it was clear that even the big guys get a bit of FOMO sometimes and they are all in, pretty much. And no, they are in for the long haul. Yes, we're in game. for the long haul. The long game. I wonder, you know, I know they've borrowed money to buy Bitcoin. I wonder, you know, I do hope that they're not overexposed, but I wonder, you know, if the price keeps going south, there will be some sweaty hands over at MicroStrategy, that's for sure. Well, they've got a whole board there, so they have to do it together. They'll all be sweating and holding their hands together because there's a few of them now in charge. <laughs> They'll be holding hands in the boardroom praying. <laughs> Okay, one more story to round things out. This is a golf one, so you'll like this one. The PGA Tour has partnered with US football quarterback Tom Brady's NFT marketplace autograph to create its own dedicated NFT platform. So this will deal with NFT content created from the PGA's archives of videos and players' data with all the platform's revenue actually going back to the players' pockets, which is quite unusual and different to a lot of the other sporting codes who have done this so far. And this is going to launch sometime early next year. I don't know if that's right, if it's all going to go back to the players' pockets. We'll, we'll see. We had we had a bit of a preview here when we spoke with Steve Smith a few months mm, ago. About Cricket Australia. Yeah, mm. about Cricket Australia. But he's also involved with, what are they called again? Glorious. Glorious. He's also yeah. involved in Glorious, which will be an NFT marketplace locally in Australia. I don't know where the status is at, but um, we said you'd let you know if it launched yet, but it hasn't launched yet. 
it's the way forward, I think, for these sporting guys. Mm, I think Cricket Australia will be launching theirs sometime over the summer. I don't know if theirs will be all going back to the players. I don't think so. But, yeah, interesting. So that looks like it's about it for this week in the crypto news. Anything that you want to add, Craig? Yeah, so we are under a month away from the Equity Mates FinFest. Ah, yes, FinFest. Finance Festival, DJs. <laughs> nah. Um, there will be plenty of talkers there. The space looks amazing. Jump on the Equity Mates Instagram. They've got some previews up now. But, yeah, get your tickets. We'll leave the link in our bio. Use our promo code as well, Bamboo, for 10% off your ticket. After going to the crypto conference last week, I'm jealous that I'll be missing out on this Mm. FinFest. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be super fun. And, yeah, I'm sure Bryce and Alec, they're going to do a Absolutely, they will. And again, that's Saturday the 15th in Sydney. So for those that couldn't make it up to the Gold Coast and and want to know a bit more about crypto, there's definitely a big crypto element to this FinFest event. Um, So please do grab your tickets. I think you can still get some cheaper ones now before the price goes up. So yeah, good good plug there for that one, Craig. But again, thanks for joining us. Uh, Join us again next week. Bring your friends, hang out, learn a bit more about crypto. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Bye for now. See you guys. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. 
Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. So you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.